What is up, everyone, and welcome into episode 36 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how are you doing tonight? I am doing okay, my man. I am doing okay. We're here. We're here to give you some fantasy advice, tell you what we should do, shouldn't do, and tell you how I'm going to beat Steven this week in our Dynasty League. Nope, you're going to lose. Dude, I'm excited for that matchup. Mm. Dude, I'm pretty pumped, not going to lie. Not going to lie, I'm excited to beat you, leave you laying Mm. lifeless on the floor. Mm -hmm. We'll uh, we'll see about that, buddy boy. We'll see about that. I ain't scared of you. I ain't never been scared of you. You Who's the one that ran away? You ran away from me. Don't forget that. You mean because I moved away from you? You ran away from me. Don't don't oh li- don't gosh. get the listeners skewed. My goodness, I can't believe you just strewed it that way. Unbelievable. It believable. It is believable. You're right. It is believable. Oh my gosh! Get out of here. Anyone else is get believable? Out of here. What? Everything that is reported in the news. That's right. Everything that's reported in the news. So let's let's do our own news. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Yeah, all right, guys. So let's get started. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll hop into the news here. I've got some injury updates for you guys. I'm going to run through them, and then we're going to take, take a couple minutes to dive into it a little bit. Uh, T. Higgins is going to be out for Thursday night football. Really, all that means for you is fire up Tyler Boyd, fire up Jamar Chase with confidence. Antonio Brown will return from the COVID list on Thursday. Will Fuller missed another practice on Wednesday, I think for an undisclosed injury, if I remember correctly. Andy Dalton will remain the starter when healthy. And I know Tyler has some thoughts on that. Robert Gronkowski missed practice on Wednesday, but seems like he is going to play. Curtis Samuel has returned to practice this week. Rashad Bateman has been activated off IR. He was activated off on Wednesday. And I think he's practicing today as well. And lastly, Julio Jones. Nope, not last. Julio Jones could miss the game this Sunday with a leg injury. And A.J. Brown is likely to miss a game or two with a hamstring injury. He is considered week to week. So let's just dive into a few of these things. Let's start with Andy Dalton being uh, redeclared the starter for the Chicago Bears when he is healthy. Uh, what do you think about that? I, I'm fine with Andy Dalton being the starter when 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 he's healthy. Completely fine with that. He looked good in the game where he did get hurt. Um, a lot of people saw that. You probably all saw that. We talked about that. I was impressed. I liked it. It was unfortunate he got hurt. We were happy to see Fields come in. Unfortunately, we did not get a great performance out of Fields last week because of you know Cleveland's defense and coaching mm-hmm. calls mm-hmm. And, and just a just a combination of a bunch of things. Um, I am okay with Andy Dalton starting. What I'm not okay with is saying that. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and Nick Foles are all possibilities. <laughs> that I'm not okay with. Listen, I got to watch Nick Foles half the season last year. We've done that. We don't need it anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Are you sure? 
I I'm I'm positive. If anyone wants wants him, please please come and take him. You can kidnap <laughs> him, whatever. We don't hey, want. He him might be on better than uh, two broken ankle Carson Wentz. <laughs> Dude, I don't even want to talk about the Colts. I don't like the Colts, and I don't want to talk about the Colts. Like it upsets me that they're zero and three. Zero yeah, and three, dude. I wanna, oh, I don't want to talk about them either. No, now I do. <laughs> no, it's pretty gross. It's because your team is worse guy. than mine. It's great. <clears throat> yeah, it's not. We it are is not. Yeah, that's saying a lot. It is not pretty. Um, speaking of injuries, though, Gronk better play Thursday. I mean Sunday. I agree. Like, he better. He better score a touchdown. That is all I need. I I don't need it for fantasy or DFS or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I need him to score, to rub it in the Patriots' face. And he will, right? Like if he's out there, he is going to score. So I, if you have, him, I'm honestly sure kind of concerned he him. won't. Oh. I'm kind of concerned they'll just cover him so they don't let that happen. Like I can see if- Belichick like having so much pride that he's like everyone cover Gronk and Brady and just leave everyone else open. I don't even care if they lose. <laughs> oh man, I doubt that, but it's a possibility. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't be as surprised. Tell Brady that Just he he isn't allowed to plan. glow. Have him win by Ronald Jones scoring every touchdown. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! <laughs> like is Brady no, Gronk, washed? He's back. Brady throws for <laughs> eighty yards. Is Brady washed? It's like they won by forty-five. Is Brady washed? Gosh, <laughs> uh, Rashad oh, Bateman. Man. I want to touch on that really quick. Um, if he's available in your leagues, pick him up. Um, trade for him if you can. If like the person that's sitting on Rashad Bateman, if they are zero and three, I would be making offers to try to get him and put him and stash him because he might be good. Lamar Jackson is playing mm-hmm. really well. Um, I heard a stat today. He has the is currently has the most. Uh, yards per completion of his career and the highest yards per rushing attempt for his in his career. So he has been really efficient this year. Mm -hmm. I thought he's looked good. I thought he's looked a lot better throwing the ball. He's throwing more downfield. Um, Hollywood Brown has looked good as well, which should open up that offense um, and open up the ability for Rashad Bateman to get some work in the passing game. So keep an eye on him and then the Titans, Julio Jones and AJ Brown could be out on Sunday. Uh, Derrick Henry, yeah, should, I think that is should, should rush for like a thousand yards on Sunday. Yeah, this is Derrick Henry Henry's week. If there was one, I feel like right. No kidding, it's Jacksonville like, too. I'm pretty sure, right? Um. I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't looked in a few days. See. We have it at the at the bottom of the Titans versus Jets. Oh, even better. Even Ooh, better. I yeah, love so it. They're, <laughs> they're playing the Jets. So I, I think Derrick Henry's going to get like 30 carries, and he's going to go off for like 175 yards. So um, be ready for that because that's what that offense is going to be on Sunday because they don't need to throw the ball against the New York Jets. It doesn't really matter. Okay. That was the injury update. Now we've got a couple newsier topics. Um, Tampa Bay is continuing to collect old players. They signed Richard Sherman today. Um, the Chiefs are playing, doing their best Tampa Bay Buccaneers impersonation, and they signed Josh Gordon today 
And then lastly, the Panthers trade Dan Arnold and I believe a third-round pick to Jacksonville for former first-round pick C.J. Henderson. He is a cornerback, and that is in you know response to them losing their first-round pick um, last week to a yes. season-ending injury. The uh, corner... Oh, what's I'm blanking on the name. I'm blanking on the name. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm blanking on the name. I was hoping it would come to me by the end of the sentence, and then it just didn't. So, uh, JC Horn, I believe. JC Horn, yes. Yeah. I knew something with four letters. He was playing, yeah, yeah, he was playing really well this season, but I think he's out for the rest of the year. So, if they could get CJ Henderson, seems like a good deal if they can get him to play good football. You know, it seems like a steal if, if he, if he turns out to be productive for them. So, Ah, uh, now I lost my train of thought. Something's in the air, guys. Still know what it is. We can't think. We were fine a little bit ago. Probably a ghost. Dude, like, come, bro. Bro. Home alone. Oh, uh, I know. That's why I said it. I've been, it's due to spooky season. I've been listening to, like, my ghost podcasts and my ghost stories. And, my, you know, I've been keeping up. I got to get in the mood. And then you throw that on me. Come on. Come on, man. I, You're okay. so welcome. If, if everyone stops hearing me in the next, like, 20 minutes to, you know, like, 40 minutes, however long this podcast is going to be, I, I've i disappeared and a ghost took me. Just, or something. And I just watched, like, a scary, <laughs> oh, man, you, oh, you hate me. I'm done. I'm done. Let's, let's really get out do. of this. this yeah, you really do. You really do. It's okay, though. I'm going to move on from this. I'm going to get it out of my mind. Because now I'm just thinking about it. Let's just get in to the main topic of our show today, which you've come up with a very, very lovely and catchy title. I absolutely love it. Called Impressed and Depressed. So let's just get into that. Let's step in to our fantasy football office. I, I can't get over that remix. I just, I absolutely love it. Every time, oh, man, it just hits. It's, it hits different, you know. It's so. Let's let's jump in. This is a new, a new segment we are doing. Impressed and depressed. I love the rhyme, all the time. Could do this for all my life. That's kind of a rhyme oh, right there at the end, right? No. Okay. This is this is what Stevens lived with. I'll give you like, give you like his a entire life. Two and a half out of ten. Come on. Three. Three out of ten. That's that's the highest I'm going. Give me like four and a half, at least. Nope. Three. Three out of ten. Ah. That's it. Four and a half. Good. Good discussion. All right. So what we're gonna do? We are gonna go through the positional, positional positions, the positions, the positional, the something, the non-quarterback fantasy football positions. I like it. We can just see how many times yeah, we can yeah, say yeah, the yeah. word positions in this episode. <laughs> so we're going to go through all the positions, not quarterback, that are fantasy relevant. And we're going to talk about someone that impressed us. And we're going to talk about someone that depressed us this week. And we'll just touch mm-hmm. on them, throw some stats out there, and we'll see where we land with each of these people. So let's start with running backs. Let's start with the running back that impressed us. And I would say that is Najee Harris. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Yeah, he was electric this week. Well, I shouldn't say that. He was actually very not electric, but it was 
not electric a whole bunch of times, and it turned into a good fantasy finish. So Najee Harris was the RB5 on the week. He had 14 carries, which is fine. But uh, to go along with those 14 carries, he had 19 targets. Not 9, not 13, not 14, 19. That's one less than 20 targets. Big Ben Roethlisberger and his noodle arm couldn't get the ball anywhere further than where Najee Harris was 19 times this weekend. Uh, Only had 2.9 yards per carry. Uh, not very efficient at all because that offensive line is hot garbage and that offense is really smelly, just bad. Um, but Najee Harris is pretty much all that they've got going for him. It's kind of a DeAndre Swift situation, except probably worse, to be honest. So my question for you, my friend, is Najee Harris a top 10 running back rest of season? top 10 no here we go here we go way i do really like Najee harris i think he's gonna be very very safe he's gonna be a very solid option to start week in and week out the volume is there but listen you got 19 targets this week deontay johnson didn't play was it chase claypool i believe was he the one that got hurt uh juju got on juju got hurt i'm sorry I think mm-hmm. that was all kind of a recipe. I don't see that happening long-term throughout the season, barring one of those guys goes down for a long extended period of time. Mm-hmm. I think that was just kind of a product of this week and what it was. It's good to see that if something like that happens, Najee will be able, we can lean on him, we can rely on him to kind of take that role. Um, you know, We've talked about Najee all offseason, and, and he's going to be the product of volume, volume, volume. And, yep. not, and it, it's paying off here. Week in and week out, like I said, good, you know, just solid option, but top 10 running back, I don't see it. Okay, yeah, I don't think I do either, most likely. Um, I think some of the players that have been a little disappointing are kind of going to get their stuff back together. But I do think he will be a, like you said, maybe a top 15 kind of guy who is just consistent every single week and he's probably not going to have too many crazy blow up games like mm. even this even this week where he had 19 targets guys he he still only finished just like the he still finished the RB5 right like that's mm-hmm. any player any running back with 19 targets should finish their week as the RB1 yes right because yes. that's so many just free points but that offense is so bad that going along with that he just couldn't do it but rb5 is still really good obviously but um i think it's just kind of proof that hey there's definitely a ceiling here and i think that season long ceiling for him is like rb12 i could see him getting that if there was another injury or two or if maybe the next player that we're going to talk about and a few others just don't get their stuff together um but that's kind of how I see Najee, top 15 kind of guy. And if you could sell him high after this, are you looking, would you be willing to sell him um, after this game if you can get like a top, what you feel like is a top 10 running back value value from him? Oh, for sure. Like if I can capitalize on what he did this week, move him for top 10 running back, like without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, someone out there I'm sure is looking. I'm sure there are people out there that are desperate for the running yeah. back. 
in some of those leagues. Um, I'm one of them in a few leagues, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, okay. If you're looking to would buy Najee, him? I would wait. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Would you trade him? Let me give you a couple options real quick and then we can move on. Uh, Saquon Barkley. I think I would. I, I would move. I would definitely take Saquon. I'm not, I mean, as you all know, okay. I'm not the highest on Saquon, but right. I, I, Saquon is going to have his time before Najee gets his time. And because I think once Najee gets a younger quarterback, better quarterback, not that Big Ben is bad, <laughs> but I guess younger. Let's right. just use the word younger quarterback. I think you'll see him in his career do very well and blossom. That's sure, just not sure. this year, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I would definitely move him for Saquon. I think the upside is just much, much higher. What about uh, Joe Mixon? Yeah, I think Joe Mixon's, I think the volume and, and his and his workhorse ability, I, I like that much better. And last one here, Jonathan Taylor. Who? <laughs> All righty. All righty. Oh, God, I don't know. I think I would. Yes, I think I would take Taylor if I could move Nash. Okay. I think I yeah. would. I'm not done with Taylor, but I am depressed with Jonathan Taylor, which leads us to our depressed running back of the evening and of the week. Your man, you can see it right now on your on your on your bookshelf. You got a nice little mini helmet. Mm-hmm. Autographed with the man himself, his signature, his hand has donned a pen and has touched that helmet and has written his name. Yep. And if anything, I would say that helmet is the accurate depicted size of his season so far. Mini. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. All right. Sorry. Jonathan Jonathan Taylor, he finished the week as the RB35. Okay, not great. 35th running back. Steven, there's only 32 teams. Yeah, listen, I am well aware of that. But you see, the problem is at least one of those extra running backs came from his teammate, Naheem Hines. But we won't get into that. Jonathan Taylor got 10 carries. On Sunday, okay, 10 carries. 10 is not going to cut it for what you paid for him. But listen to this. His average, 6.4 yards per carry. He was crazy efficient, okay? Three targets, one reception. That's not fantastic. No touchdowns. Tyler, how worried are you about Jonathan Taylor? I'm not worried yet. I mean, I'm like concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm concerned. Not worried. I like six point yeah. four yards a carry. That's what it is what you love to see. Only three targets. Okay. Okay. We can work with that. Naeem Hines is there. I get it. I get it. I'm not yeah. gonna fault you. Uh he needs to work on catching two of two the other two, other than the one he brought mm-hmm. in, but that's okay. Yep. Touchdowns, man. That's just the thing, right? Yeah. Give the ball to Jonathan Taylor and let him do the thing. Yeah, where he does. It, it was super. It was crazy frustrating. I was watching the game on Sunday. Obviously, I'm a Colts fan, so I watched um, every snap on Sunday. And the offense was just like couldn't move the ball. Um, they threw the ball like crazy on Sunday, which we were trailing the whole game, but we were never trailing by so much that I felt like we needed to be in desperation mode. And especially when Jonathan Taylor was really moving the ball really well against that Tennessee defense. And he just like Frank Reich just would not give Taylor the ball. And I just couldn't understand the mindset there. Cause I thought he looked fantastic. Um, 
but just wouldn't do it. And they would get, so they'd get inside the 20 and we've had red zone issues all year. And I think the problem is we're not utilizing Jonathan Taylor there. Um, I know I saw a stat today that was like, oh, Jonathan Taylor's had the most red zone carries in the NFL. And it's like, <laughs> sorry, sorry, show is not over, folks. <laughs> We could cut that. Go. Cool. I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was just Go like, on. oh, I'm sorry. I guess I've been talking too much. Uh, anyway. An hour and a half. Uh, he, he's had his red zone carries, but I don't think he's getting them. Like He's not getting the carries, I feel like, where he needs to be getting them. And it's really frustrating as a, a fantasy manager who has Jonathan Taylor, but then also as a Colts fan who knows that's the best thing that we've got going on our offense. And so I'm hoping that, that Frank Reich sees what we need to do um, and starts to feed him the ball a little bit more because I think that's where our offense has to lean on if we're going to get going. I'm just worried because our schedule isn't exactly um, fantastic for running backs coming <laughs> up. Um, so I'm slightly concerned, but I'm not yet throwing in the towel on Jonathan Taylor. So I'm giving it okay. one more week, and we're going to kind of see what happens. So we've officially come up with a rating system. We have concerned and worried. Worried is the bad one. Yes. <laughs> for everyone out there. <laughs> uh, concern oh, man. is the word. All right. Let's move on to our wide receivers. Who impressed mm-hmm. us this week? Brandon Cooks, he was crazy impressive. Houston Texans took on the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night, and uh, it was an ugly showing for the Texans. But the one thing that we saw was that they were force-feeding Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks had 11 targets for nine receptions, 112 yards. This is on a team that is struggling to produce any sort of offensive output like at all oh, they are God, yeah. they're up they're up against it like that's a, that's a rough team i believe it's a 50% target share that he had wow. um which is insane right uh, i'm going to double check that number but i'm so pretty davis, sure it was either 50% or like 47 davis mills was 19 for 28 okay so he threw 28 so it's like a 40% target share yeah so still Still, That's a lot. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was it so was had only eleven yeah. of the nineteen <clears throat> completed passes, um, or nine of the nineteen completed passes, I should say. Regardless, finishes the wide receiver thirteen on the week without a touchdown, which is pretty impressive. Yes, uh, Brandon Cooks, are you selling high or are you holding on to Brandon Cooks? I'm gonna hold on to Brandon Cooks. I like Brandon Cooks a lot. Yeah. I think he's a solid mm-hmm. start every week. I mean, I we so it's been talked about you know, everywhere in the fantasy community and everywhere you, you probably get content, but you know, a lot of people liked Brandon cooks coming in because there were just no options there in Houston. It seemed like, mm-hmm. you know, he was kind of the guy yeah. and we're seeing that play out right in front of our eyes. Like you said, over 40% yep. target share finishing as wide receiver 13 with no touchdowns. I mean, I think, I think his upside is there. I don't think we've seen him peak yet this season. I'm, I'm going to hold on to him. Yeah. Do you know where he, he currently sits on the season long rankings? I do not have it. Do you have it? Uh, wide receiver six currently. Wow. Who's in front of him? Yeah. Who is in front of him? Let me see here. It is 
Jamar Chase at wide receiver five, Adam Thielen at four, Tyler Lockett at three, Mike Williams at two, Cooper Cup at one. This is half PPR. I think full PPR. I think it switches Mike Williams and Cooper Cup. But regardless, wide receiver six there for Brandon Cooks. He's been great this season. If it's me, this is a tough one because I do want to hold on to an asset that you paid next to nothing for and are getting crazy production out of, right? And I don't think it's going to stop. Like, I, I think he will continue to be really good. I don't think he's going to be as good as he has been. I think it's going to slow down a little bit, but I still see him as like a high end wide receiver, too. But I I'm, think I'm trying to sell high right now on Brandon Cooks if I can. I think I would wait one more game. Maybe not this week, okay. but he's going to have another game like that, right. I think. And I, I think maybe then yeah, when think... you pull the trigger. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. I so think wait wait for one Maybe. Game. Right. Maybe you wait for the touchdown game, too. You know what I mean? Yes. Where he, yes, if he I, catches yes. like a 30-yard touchdown and, and has that, that kind of really inflated point total, maybe that's when you try to capitalize on Brandon Cooks. But crazy impressive so far, especially where you consider where he was drafted he was just like an afterthought in the draft and i wish i had followed my convictions a little more about how i felt about him um but i got a little scared of him there later on in the draft season but all right maybe wait till after the colts talk. game that's what's gonna happen oh that's looking brutal. at the schedule that's messed up man i mean actually i mean you're right though that that is a that's a defense looking at their schedule i would actually sell either now like you said or the colts game because yeah. looking at the Texas okay. schedule, they've they the Bills, this Colts, Rams. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Like, the Rams, he's not going to – like, you probably have to bench him against the Rams. I think you need to sell him before the Rams they just, game. Yeah, I think so, too, because if they'll just put Jalen Ramsey on him, and then he won't, yeah, won't no, score yeah, a won't point. Happen. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, let's talk about some wide receivers who maybe depressed us a little bit this week. Who do you got for me? Actually, I have a pair of people, um, and Ooh. this comes. I know, and this comes off Two team. I really do like, and these receivers I really do like, just not this week. That is Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. Yes, yeah, CD Lamb. Oof. Amari Cooper finishing as wide receiver seventy four on the week, and CD Lamb as the inverse wide receiver forty seven on the week. Ouch. Ouches indeed. CD uh, he only had three targets. Um, but he did catch all three for 66 yards. I believe he had a, what was that? He was one of the beginning. It was like 40 yards or something like that. 40 something yards. Yeah, he had like the 40 yard reception <laughs> at the beginning. So that was really nice. Not enough to get the job done for fantasy purposes. And then Amari, three receptions on four targets for only a whopping 26 yards, which in reality, they really had scored about equal. They just, if you take away that 40 yard, uh, completion there, <laughs> right. CD yeah. Lamb. Uh, listen, I get it. This doesn't really raise any concern for me, though, moving forward. I, I just think they were running the ball really well against the Eagles on mm. Sunday night. Yep. And and they, they knew what worked. The, the Philadelphia clearly did not know, know what to do with their game plan. Couldn't figure anything out. Dallas knew what they were doing. The game was over in, like, the second and third quarter. If you go back and watch it, like, I think it was just done from the get. They, they had their yeah. game plan. They stuck with it. And they didn't need to throw the ball. There was no need to throw the ball. You know, Marku, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard got the job done there in Dallas. I think they were in Dallas. 
They were in Dallas because Dak played yep, his first were, home game. So, so yeah, yep. I'm not worried. Are, are you worried at all? I no, not not completely. Um, I am slightly. Here's what I'm I'm slightly concerned, as we said, that they aren't exactly going to return the value that we had kind of placed on them. And here's my thought process. Going into the season, both of these receivers were ranked really high, and we thought both of them could finish well because of the passing volume that we had seen from Dallas last year. The problem is that defense looks awesome, like so good. I don't know how much you watched it, but Micah Parsons is an mm. animal yes, he out is. there. He is awesome. He is like he's doing everything on that field and um, Diggs is playing really, really well there on the outside. So I'm concerned that they can play a more balanced game now. Okay. So they're going to get Ezekiel Elliott going. They're going to get Tony Pollard going. I'm, and my worry is that, okay, the passing volume comes down. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, they're going to lead those the team in targets, obviously. But maybe that chunk of the pie is just going to be a little bit smaller than we had hoped for from them. Um, but they're still going to be really good, consistent starters for your team. But I think some of the upside might be slightly limited because of how good that defense is playing. Yeah, I can see that. That defense finally is what we thought it was going to be like last year right. and, and everything. So, so here's a little upside down from last year, but that's okay. It almost makes you wonder how similar the season would have been last year to this year had we had fans. Ooh, yeah, I think that I think it was a way bigger thing than we realize, the fans being at the stadium. I, I really I, do. I think it very well could have been, yeah. I really, really do. Um, so, yeah, I'm not worried. I'm okay. Start them. No issues. Um, their schedule coming up. I'm not. I mean, I'm not too worried about it. So I'm. I'm confident yeah. starting them, guys. Um, let's go yeah. to the most prized position there is in all of sports, <laughs> anywhere in the oh, world. Position, and that is Tim Tebow's position, tight end. <laughs> Who impressed you this week, playing as a tight end? All right, so Tyler Conklin, tight end for the Minnesota. Vikings impressed me this week. He finishes the tight end one on the week. Tight end one. That's pretty impressive. Eight targets, seven receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Look, Conklin was a, a player that coming into the season we thought could be something at the tight end position. Um, and he was pretty much free because of the injuries that, that had gone on there with Irv Smith. So we thought maybe he could step in that role and be productive. He had been disappointing. But now we have this big week from him. Eight targets is really good for a tight end. That's crazy good. Um, but he doesn't even need that much, right, to be a good, like, week-in, week-out tight end. So um, do you think he will consistently have five or six targets moving forward? I, I would be comfortable saying five, five, four to six, I think, was a really comfortable number. Okay. Um, I'm on this Tyler Conklin train. I'm, I'm all about it. Um Okay. The only thing I worry about. It's good to know. My only concern is I just feel like we haven't gotten as much Justin Jefferson as we thought we'd be getting. Right. And I think once that happens, because I do believe it will happen, that's when I'm going to start to, you know, maybe pivot away from Tyler Conklin in my tight end position there. But until then, I I have no problem starting him. Um, Like you said, eight eight targets is amazing. 
four to six targets a week, that's pretty safe. So I would be, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. And the way Kirk cousins is playing, uh, this offense is moving the ball scoring points. So you don't have to worry about the touchdowns there. He's going to have, you know, his, his, the ability to score them. Obviously it's a problem with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen being very, both very good in the red zone, both very good at scoring touchdowns. That's kind of a concern, but other than that, I think he's as good a play as like any of the other eight guys that you can throw in there for, you know, as the, that could be a tight end one on any given day. Yeah. You could play the could be game or you could just go with Tyler Conklin. I'd go Tyler Conklin. Yep. Uh, yep. And so speaking of the could be game, let's talk about the tight end who has depressed us this week and this year, Kyle Pitts, he finishes the tight end 23 on the week. He got three targets for two receptions and 35 yards. It's gross. All right, listen, this offense has been hot garbage, and we won't dig in too much because, spoiler alert, we might be talking about it a little bit more in a bit. Um, Kyle Pitts, if, if he's on your roster, okay, are you starting Kyle Pitts again next week? Or are you looking for somebody like a Jared Cook off the waiver wire and starting him? I'm probably looking for someone off the waiver wire, to be completely honest with you. Listen, yeah. there's a reason I didn't go after Pitts in any draft or league that I was in this season. <laughs> it was the price was just too oh, high. You said you had a victory lap. <laughs> what was that? You said you victory lapping right now? I'm not victory lapping. I'm just saying. We mentioned on the show for him to return any sort of value where you were drafting him, he needs to finish as like a top three tight end. And that is not happening at all. It's true. It's not happening at all. I'm not taking a victory lap. I'm just saying some things you just got to look at <laughs> with, with, a, with oh. a clear mind. And this, as of right now, is one of them. It's week three. I'm not going to overreact quite yet. Overreactions are saved for week one of every season, as we all know very well i do want to point something <laughs> out though here with Pitts. only three targets two receptions however with those two receptions though he averaged 17 yards on those a piece that's a good point that's yeah. something to keep an Which eye is good. on good i don't know the plays i did not see the plays unfortunately um mm-hmm. i don't really have a huge desire to go back and watch atlanta falcons games so <laughs> i didn't see them but oh, from a from just a statistical standpoint that's something that kind of sticks out you know, to me pretty loudly. So that's something I'm going to keep an eye on. But as you said, yo, this team is stinky garbage. He's supposed to be the number two receiving option. Russell, it's not like Russell Gage is there taking it away. We know that's how it happening. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's just uh, Wardell or Patterson. And, and, mark. and he, honestly, he is my favorite option on this team. You know, I started him last <laughs> week. I started him last week. Fine, and I was like, okay, I feel good. He's my second running back. Like, I'm going to put him in. And it paid off. Like I thought it, I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that, with, with that, you know? And listen, we could, we could talk a whole podcast about this Atlanta Falcons team. We really could about values and valuations and outputs and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Right now, Kyle Pitts has left me depressed when it comes to the tight end position in the NFL from a fantasy standpoint, right? Now. And I am just not here for it, you know? Call me a bandwagoner. Yeah. Call me when yep. he's better. I'm just some... <laughs> no kidding. 
I'm hoping we see a turnaround from Kyle Pitts, but right now, man, I'm off of Kyle Pitts, and if he has another bad week, it might be time to look for a trade. But that is the end of our impressed or depressed segment. Now we are going to move on to um, another segment here. We're going to go through some storylines that have been developing over the season and kind of give our input on you know, do we think these things are going to continue? How do we see it playing out? So let's go ahead. Let's get into the next segment here. Let's do it. I see it is way over there. So we're going to need to get a ride on the X-Wing. I don't know. Maybe that transition was lame, but I, I just, I don't know. I needed to, I needed to set everyone was, up there for that for for what was about to happen. So I felt <laughs> like it was really cool. Oh man, uh, it was so, pretty cool. Yes, so here we are. Story, some storylines we are following, as you said. All right, you and I have actually, I feel like, talked about this a few times this week. Um, let's talk about Dallas and the running back position there. Yeah, super interesting. They've got Ezekiel Elliott, running back six on the year, and Tony Pollard, who we saw flashes of last year while Zeke was injured. Currently sitting out running back 17. Listen, I was watching the Dallas game, and I was texting you, Steven, while we were watching it, and I told you straight up, or maybe this was the next day, I don't know. I said, you know, if I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't know anything about Zeke or who he was, or I just saw a team playing and running backs, yeah, I'd put my, I think Tony Pollard would be my guy. He just looked really, really good the other night, and really all season. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Tony Pollard, he he's one of those guys where if he goes somewhere else, like, He's a starter, right? Like he just he looks like yep. he oh, is absolutely. ready for that role. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of almost getting those Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt vibes with that one two punch that you just can't stop both mm. of them. One of them is, <laughs> yep, my house is haunted. See, you just can't stop both of them. They, <laughs> um, they're, they're they're healthy. You know, they're fresh when they get in there, and it's working as yep. we saw. I guess the real question is though, will both of these guys be fantasy relevant all season long? Uh, I do. I do think so. Um, I think Zeke will still finish as an RB1, maybe a, a lower end RB1 than we thought. I think he came in, you know, coming into the season, he was my RB5 in my rankings, but I, I would probably put him at like RB10, 11, 12 now would be my guess. But I think Tony Pollard is going to be a low end, really startable running back two for the rest of the year, even with Zeke in there. And so what that means is I think there's going to be some fluctuation in in them both. So I think Zeke is going to have down games. Pollard is going to have down games. Um, but I do think when you put the average over the year, Zeke's going to be a little higher than Tony Pollard. So, um, But I do think they're both fantasy relevant and super startable all season. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I like both of these. I think this situation is kind of what we expected in Green Bay going into the season with AJ Dillon and yeah, Aaron it Jones. Is. I think it, that's, it, that's a great point. Yep. So I, I am very happy. Would you, or would you sell Zeke right now? He had a huge game Monday. Yeah. Monday night. Would you, would you sell him right now? So I'm, I'm considering it. Um, if anybody's making offers, I am entertaining them. Um, and I'm probably looking to see if I can turn around and return, you know, maybe I can sell him as like top 10 running back value. If I can, I think I would go ahead and do it. Um, so I, and, and when I say that, don't hear what I'm not saying, this is not like emergency mode. You need to get out from under Ezekiel Elliott. I do not believe that. 
Do not think that's how it is. But I think if you can get closer to what he his value was before now in a trade, I would go ahead mm-hmm. and do that because I think he's he's gonna be more RB twelve than he's going to be RB five. So that's just kind of the way I see it. So I'm looking to move Zeke if I can. Pollard, not this week. You can't move Pollard this week because he kind of had a down game relative to um, the rest of the season. Um, so it'd be a little more difficult. But um, it's funny because you actually have a situation where you have both on your roster because mm-hmm. you you know, drafted the handcuff like a responsible fantasy manager. And now you're like, what do I do with these guys? Right. And so, yeah, um, I feel like I can maybe move we, both uh, of them depending on where, you know, who's looking for what and who's right. Desperate. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, where uh-huh. I'm at. I, it's a good, th- this is one of the beauties of the handcuffs if you do them right. Right. Yeah. This, sometimes it just turns into this. So, um, we proposed kind of a package deal where you're throwing Tony Pollard and another receiver trying to upgrade there at the receiver position. Mm-hmm. But those are all things you can do because I, and listen, running back right now oh man it's bad it's real bad so you could probably trade tony pollard for more than you should be able to just because of the the landscape that's out there definitely let's maybe i should just let you do this whole next section let's talk about chicago bears i guess oh man um (laughs) listen i felt almost i almost felt bad putting this in here but i thought about it and i was like no it would be a disservice to our fans if we did not have you talk about the Chicago Bears. I just, I need to hear your thought. No, God! Yeah. Wait, why did it only play part Sounds of it? about right. Wasn't that supposed to be big? I thought that was supposed to be know. longer. That was weird. That's okay. Listen, I see on the, in our show notes and our doc here, we, we've got pulled up because we are responsible, prepared adults. It says Chicago Bears, and it says relevant players, and there's a list of players. I guess my question to you is these players that are listed, are you telling me they're fantasy relevant, or are you asking me? Because there's no question marks. But out of this list, there's only oh, one that good. I really want to start this week. <laughs> so I'm curious Listen, as to uh, what you meant by it. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant is that the the issues plaguing the Chicago Bears. Hey, there's no S on the end of that word. Has have been relevant <laughs> one person. to a okay. certain group of players. <clears throat> and okay, this these are those players. Okay. Yeah, Matt Nagy. We're talking about you. Uh, yeah, this is a Matt Nagy subtweet right now. Uh, hey, our O line is a problem, but even our problems got problems. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> listen, dude, I I have been I've been I've been a I've been a Matt Nagy truther from the get. Like I was. Literally, after we lost the double doink game all those years ago, he gave, dude, he gave this speech the next morning or, you know, his press conference. I don't know. And it literally had me almost in tears. Like, th- I felt it. I was like, this is our guy. This is our coach. He understands us. He said, it's okay that you're upset. It's okay to be mad and frustrated. Like, you deserve to be as fans. And I'm like, yes, we do. Like, you get it. And then he did my boy Fields dirty. So dirty. Dude, he made him go run out in the rain, in the mud, not the dirt. He threw him into the mud. Uh-uh. Mm, mm-hmm. 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 You know, like, when you, like, come up with a game plan and you try to, like, stop the best defensive end or pass rusher, i.e. Miles Garrett, they said, no, block everyone else. 
<laughs> oh, and when like, you do that, don't block any fine. of them. That's that. And that just mm. okay. I'm yep. fine. So you have a list of. Players. Do you remember? Do you remember when everyone had a theory <laughs> that the reason Justin Fields wasn't going to start the season is because they wanted to feed Andy Dalton to um, Aaron Donald as like a sacrificial lamb? <laughs> do I ever remember that? that? Was my favorite theory. Uh, that's what Matt Nagy just did to Justin Fields. Listen, I would have felt more comfortable putting him in front of the LA defense <laughs> at this point. No kidding. Like, it was brutal. I, dude, I, I promise you, if you if you if everyone wore one jersey, there were no numbers or anything, you'd have said they were all Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> like it's you'd have thought oh, you're watching like an episode hilarious. of the Power Rangers where they were all cloned or something. It's just it's so unfair. Oh man. Uh gosh. All right. So all right, so enough complaining about this past week. Question for you. Do we think it turns around? Okay, so listen, this is where we sit right now, and it's not great, okay? Allen Robinson, wide receiver, 67. David Montgomery, running back, 19, which doesn't sound bad, but think about the running backs right now, and that means 18 of the garbage that is the running back position is ahead of David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, wide receiver, 77. Remember when we were all excited that Darnell Mooney was getting drafted where Allen Robinson is currently ranked? Yeah, so it's not looking good. Is it going to turn around? I have hope for someone. Um, I have hope for David Montgomery still. He's sitting behind Tony Pollard right now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's nuts. Uh -huh. Tony Pollard has more fantasy points this season than David Montgomery. And, and mind Tony you, Pollard is a back. David Montgomery finished as running back number two week one overall. Mm -hmm. That's something to yep. think about, too. I, I still have high hopes for David Montgomery as well as Allen Robinson. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to Andy Dalton coming back right now. Like I just I do really think he gives us the best yeah. chance with regardless of Matt Nagy and what you think about him, that I think the way the offense is schemed out is for Andy Dalton. And if that is what gives us the best chance to win, it needs to be Andy Dalton under center. I think that is the way you need to look at it. Um, Justin Fields. There's rumors going around about Nagy being gone next week if we lose. I'm guessing that's gonna be a week to week thing I keep hearing. If for some reason yeah. he Matt Nagy is yeah, for gone. Sure will be. I will consider. I will start taking a serious look at Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney again. Um, yeah, because I think they will start to build that around them. But until then, I think Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, just as they were in Week One, I think those are the two guys you still start every week, and and that's about it. I think that's just where I'm at with Chicago. Okay, so what are you what are you doing? Okay, if, if you're if you're a fantasy manager. Like I, I know we both have some of these players on our rosters and you're looking at your roster right now. And David Montgomery is your running back too. Okay. Allen Robinson is your wide receiver one. That situation is what a lot of people are in with Allen Robinson drafted to be their wide receiver one, somebody that they thought would be consistent and safe and give them a floor. And oh boy, he's given them a floor. It's just not been a very, Good one. So what are you doing? Are you are you buying low to try to get these guys? Are you selling low? Because uh, you're not you're not getting a whole lot if you trade them now 
or are you holding on I to them? I am not selling with low. With the hopes that it turns around. I'm not selling low. Okay. Whatsoever. I do. I mean, let's take a look at Dave Montgomery. I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't know where he was around this time last year, but look how he finished, you know, running back four on the year. Right. Yep. So I, I'm holding mm-hmm. on to Montgomery. Allen Robinson, if I and, and here's the thing, if I can buy these players low all day, if you can somehow work out a deal, you can buy them low, take it, run with it. But me, and maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. I, I'm not selling these guys this low yet because their upside is way too high. How are you feeling? Would you be selling them low right now, or are you going to just hold on to them if you have to? Oh, man. Um, I, I am seriously considering just trying to cut bait where I can. I think I'm holding on to Allen Robinson. Okay, I, I just don't think it's worth trading him right now. Um, with the hopes that when Andy Dalton comes back, he can support Allen Robinson to at least be a useful fantasy option, even if he, he's not going to be a wide receiver one, probably, but maybe he can be a top 20 kind of guy um, with, when Andy Dalton comes back. Or if Justin Fields is starting without Matt Nagy, right? You know, certain options. Um, but David Montgomery, man, I have him um, on one of my rosters, and I am... I just want him gone because I think the problem is like he's getting so much volume right now and just nothing is happening with it. And it's, it's bad. That O-line is trash. And it's not like, yeah, that O-line is really bad. They couldn't move the ball against Cincinnati last week, which is not something I would expect to have happened in the running game. Um, So I think if I can get rid of David Montgomery and I could package him with, another wide receiver and maybe get a, I don't know, like a top, like another, a better wide receiver. If my running back depth is okay, I think I'm looking to do that because people are desperate at running back. So I think you can get a little more out of him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of trying if I think if I have him. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 too nervous. To, oh God, I'm too nervous to pull the trigger. I think there yet where yeah. where you are. Maybe yep. give me ask me again in a week or two, and we'll we'll see. But you brought up very yeah. valid points. I didn't. That O line is really bad with the volume he's getting. It's just it's not not doing very well. Um, let's move right. on to the Atlanta Falcons. All right. We did not say we were done talking about them earlier. We said we might come back to them, and here we are. All right. Calvin Ridley, man. Let's just let's just get to it. Let's just straight oh, to the punch. Man. Not gonna beat around the bush here. Right, wide receiver thirty oh. right now, drafted as a wide receiver one in some places. You know, the top three guy. Ugh. Mm-hmm. What 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 do we do? What do we do here? Oh man, listen, you got to hold on to him, okay? Because because of where you drafted him. Because of the like what you could potentially get for him in a trade, I think you have to hold on to Calvin Ridley. And man, I think we're really just hoping for a an offensive revival there in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're what we're hoping for. <laughs> we're hoping for something, my man. We're uh, I think we're hoping for that Chick Fil A to open up on Sundays in that stadium. Is what we're hoping for. It's gonna take a oh miracle. My gosh, I think it's gonna take a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, hold on to him. If you can make a move for him, go ahead and make a move for him. I did make a move for him. It was kind of a risky move, but you know, I, I do believe in the Calvin Ridley train that's yeah. going to come around here soon. So we'll see how it pays off. I, I do think so too. Um, I, I think he'll he'll turn it around. Yeah, I do. I think he has to. Right? 
Like I just, you know, we're only three weeks right. in. I, it's, it, yep. we're hard not to overreact. Um, but we still have a lot of football left, so we have to mm-hmm. believe he's going to come true. back. Uh, how about Mike Davis? He's the only running back there. All the volume. He's going to be great sitting at running back thirty right now. <laughs> and uh, his friend Cordero Patterson yes. sitting at running back eighteen, which is right about where we thought Mike Davis yes. would be. Um, look, this situation is really weird and I don't know what to think about it. Um, Mike Davis is still getting like a pretty significant amount of volume. He's getting a good number of targets. It's just this offense can't move the ball. So there's no scoring opportunities, not a lot of efficiency happening. Oh man. Um, I think they're both startable as flex options. Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis. Um, and I'm probably not really looking to trade either of them. Um, I think you keep them both as depth for your running running back depth. And then if one of them gets injured, they might step up. Or if the Atlanta offense might turn it around a little bit, and then you might see Mike Davis start to pull away from Cordell Patterson. I do think Mike Davis is still the guy there in Atlanta. I think it's been a weird kind of touchdown variance thing that has put Cordell Patterson so much higher. Um, but all that to say, I think you hold both those guys. Keep playing them. I think they're both playable. And then just hope for the Falcons to figure things out a little bit, and then they can be a little better for you. So here, let me let me ask you this one question, then we can move on, because we talked about Kyle Pitts already quite a bit. Um, do you... So we had this vision of what the Falcons were going into the season, right? Mm-hmm. We thought they were a pretty effective offense through the ball a ton. Now... They are just kind of a dud of an offense. Do you think that it will start to get better? And do you think it will get better soon? Or do you think it's going to be a struggle for the rest of the year? I kind of feel like it's going to be a struggle for the rest of the year if I have to put money on it. Yeah. I really, really Mm do. I don't know the answer. I wish I did. Uh, I do think they need another receiver in there to kind of help out. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's up with this team. Like, because on paper, it really does look like, you know, maybe they're not going to be the most explosive offense, at least. but they should be able to mm-hmm. get the job done or, you know, or do what an offense yeah. does and score points here and there or have players that are relevant, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and that's just yep. not happening. And I don't, I don't know what it is. I probably, I'm probably go start watching a little more of their games just to get an idea of what it is. Maybe there's something there that I can yeah. you know, see or, or, you know, maybe make make it make a little more sense. But I just don't know. I don't have high hopes. I kind of think we're just going to be in the slump for most of the year, possibly talking about this same thing. Hopefully we get some progression from, you know, Pitts or Ridley. But you know, for the most part, I right. don't. Right. I just I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's where I sit, too. Not really sure if we're going to see too much improvement, but I'm, I'm really hoping for it because it would really just stink to see Calvin Ridley fall flat this year after just so ex- being s- so excited for this opportunity for him. Right. So yeah. I'm hoping things get turned around there in Atlanta for Calvin Ridley's sake. There is someone out in the world. I don't know who you are. If you're listening to this, you know, I don't, I don't know where you are. There is someone who left their draft mere four or five weeks ago 
with Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson as two of their wide receivers. Mm. Yes. And there is someone else in another league somewhere that, that left with Cooper Cup and Mike Williams. Somewhere. Yeah. They exist. Yep. And uh, those are two very different teams than we thought they would be. Yes. <laughs> two, those, two, those two friends of ours are having very different <laughs> lives right now. Very so, different uh, emotional up. roller coasters they are. Or... For all the Calvin Ridley managers, <laughs> and uh, I hope things start to go worse for you <laughs> to the Cooper Cup Mike Williams managers because I do not have enough of either of those players. No, so. nor do I. With that, guys, <laughs> we will go ahead and wrap this thing up. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the First Read fantasy football podcast remember we are on all the podcast platforms go ahead and check us out and continue to listen and subscribe tell your friends tell your parents tell your pets check us out on youtube and on the tiktok we are posting content there uh every week and hopefully we'll start to pick it up a little bit more as well but we're old and we don't really know what we're doing so bear with us on that front. But with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys, and may the force be with you all. Always. All right. For real this time. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Got it. <laughs>